You're listening to the Newsline Review Podcast, the show that brings you the weekly roundup of the week's most important news and how they affect your daily life. Thank you for joining us after the holidays as we start our brand new 2021 year. My name is Daniel Anderson, and I'll be your tour guide today. Utah Legislature's House Education Committee unanimously recommended House Bill 81 to be voted on by the full Utah House of Representatives. This bill adds mental health concerns as a valid reason for Utah schools to excuse a student's absence. Absolutely everyone, all of you have mental health. All of us have a brain that needs to be cared for in similar ways that we care for our physical well-being. Our head and our body are connected by much more than just our neck after all. Here to discuss the bill and why it was so easily passed through committee is Representative Mike Winder, the bill's chief sponsor. Thanks for joining us, Representative Winder. Hey, thanks for having me on. So first off, as the bill's sponsor, what made you feel like this particular issue was an important priority for Utah? You know, I have a daughter that struggles with mental health, but she's also studying mental health. She's a senior at Southern Utah University psychology major and future clinical uh, sociologist. And she does a lot of work with the National Alliance for Mental Illness or NAMI Utah. And she brought this to my attention. Apparently in Oregon a few years ago, they passed a bill allowing mental health days for students and has been very well received there and saves lives even, they believe. And in the state with the sixth highest suicide rate in the nation, it seemed like a good thing for Utah to take a look at as well. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Utah's um, mental health status, um, is there any other mental health um, priorities being addressed by the legislature this session? There are. We're looking at additional funding uh, to help with with mental health. We're also looking at uh, funding a program so that you can have emergency responders come that are trained psychologists that can help as opposed to just simply calling 911 and having the the police and the fire trucks show up. That's not always the most helpful in those situations. So I know Senator Thatcher is working on some good things. Representative Ellison is also working on some good things. We care about mental health in Utah. It's a bipartisan issue. Uh, We want to save kids. We want to, especially in this time of pandemic, mental health is more important than ever. Awesome. Now, um, as mentioned before, um, the the bill was unanimously recommended to the floor. Um, Was that kind of the expectation going in or did that surprise you? Well, what's interesting about this bill, Daniel, is you get some different groups that support it. You get the Libertas Institute, which is kind of a libertarian pro-parent right group that is very supportive. You get NAMI Utah that uh, cares about the mentally ill and and mental health. You get the Utah School Counselors Association. So you get a lot of groups that that came on board. What was interesting though, is the UEA and some of the teacher groups were neutral on it because they thought it was redundant from what was in code. And so we had a bit of a education in our committee uh, talking to folks about the difference between mental illness, which is already listed in state statute as a legitimate excuse from school and mental health. So uh, do you know the difference between mental illness and mental health? Or do you want me to pontificate a bit on that? 
I would, I would presume it's based on diagnosis versus preventative care. That, that's a great way to look at it, Daniel. You're, you're a smart cougar there. They, uh, yeah, not all of us have mental illness, but all of us have mental health, don't we? Just like we all have physical health. And we want to take care of our physical health, just like we do our mental health. We also want to reduce the stigma that, uh, and let people know that mental health matters. If you have a situation where you're having a panic attack and there's a situation going on at home where you need to have a day from school, that should be okay. You shouldn't be pushed to the breaking point. And so taking care of our mental health uh, is a separate issue than merely mental illness. Awesome. Um, earlier, you mentioned all of, this, all of the groups that have come out in support of this bill, um, which I just think is an astounding uh, vote of support. Um, how do you feel its chances are of being passed on the floor? Well, it's we're uh, just looking at that with my uh, Cracker Jack intern, Ethan Archibald, University of Utah student. And he, he and I were looking at that and uh, realizing that, you know, we were able to get some good Democrat support and committee as well as those on the right. And so I think that we're going to have a, a, a pretty good showing on the floor of the house as well. Uh, we are encouraging uh, other people in Utah who are concerned to reach out to their representative. Well, thank you so much for speaking with us, Representative Winder. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. COVID-19 has impacted every part of life, from jobs to public safety to entertainment. All aspects of life have been touched, but there are some who have been impacted in much more profound ways. I was going on this November, um, but this COVID pandemic, pandemic happened, so I couldn't make it. Newsline reporter Bon Lee reported on how people can be impacted in unique ways by COVID and has agreed to join us to talk about it. Thanks for joining us, Bon. Thank you. So first off, tell us a little more about your story that you did this week about the social impacts of COVID-19. Yeah, so um, for the story, I interviewed um, a esthetician from Nepal. Um, and I talked a little bit about her story of how she wasn't able to go visit her family for five years. And um, COVID is just making it worse. So I interviewed her um, and she told me that she had plans to go back to Nepal last October or November. And um, COVID happened, so she had to postpone to February, but well, we all know that COVID's not over yet, so she had to postpone again. And then um, I also talked a little bit about like domestic violence and how it increased during the pandemic and about like the impact of um, social distancing at church. Okay. Um, so you mentioned uh, this esthetician from Nepal. Um, have you spoken to anyone else um, who has had any success returning home in the pandemic? Um, the only people I've talked to who was successful were people who lived within America. So as an international student myself, I haven't seen my parents in two years because of the pandemic. And um, almost everyone um, who are international that I know of weren't able to go home because of COVID. 
you also mentioned domestic violence being on the rise. How is COVID impacting that? And are there any ways that uh, people can mitigate that? Yeah, I think that's a great question. So that's one of the things that um, I talked to Professor Hill um, from the Family Life Department about. Um, so COVID, you know, the pandemic puts people in close quarters. Um, you're forced to be locked up in the home, like be with your family or loved ones or whatever. Um, and the thing is, a lot of these people, like if they have great relationships within their families, it's great. But a lot of the times they had problems before the pandemic. And during the pandemic, when um, they're forced to be close um, with each other, those problems, they just um, get worse, you know? And when I asked Dr. Hill how we can um, ease these kind of problems and like what we can do within families to um, just, you know, like be less stressed out during the pandemic, he said that the most important thing is for us to keep healthy boundaries within families. And um, it's, it's nice to be with your family and like do everything with them 24 seven. But then it's also nice to just keep your distance from them when you feel like you need um, time alone. You also mentioned um, social distancing at church. Has that had any negative impacts on people's experiences? Most people express that um, they feel awkward approaching to new people at church because they just don't know how um, the other person is gonna feel when they're approached because, um, you know, some people are strict with COVID regulations and some people are not. So people are just really scared about like um, overstepping those boundaries. Thanks for joining us, uh, Bon. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much. For me, I'm trying to find a way to repeat, uh, find a way to win a second championship, um, and find a way to, to do whatever I can to win with this team. Super Bowl Sunday is just right around the corner. How the teams are feeling and what you need to know to prepare coming up. I was really reminded of this Southern African uh, philosophy of Ubuntu, right? Like, I am because you are. You are because I am. Black History Month is here. How to get the most out of it this year, next. At the U.S. Department of Education's Office of Federal Student Aid, we provide more than $150 billion each year in grants, loans, and work-study funds, making higher education possible for anyone. Federal Student Aid, proud sponsor of the American Mind. Learn more at studentaid.gov. Welcome back to the Newsline Review. This week marks the beginning of Black History Month. With the Black Lives Matter movement taking a prominent role in the events of this past year, Black History Month may take on a new meaning this year. Here to discuss Black History Month um, in Utah is Carmen Codia. Thanks for joining us, Carmen. Thank you, thanks for having me. So first off, can you share a little bit of your perspective on the importance of learning Black history? Of course. Um... Well, I grew, up, I grew up in Sweden. And so I, for example, did not have the, the education in like black history and just like the African or and black African-American sides of, of history. And I was very like 
washed away. And then moving to the US and coming here, just learning that that was the case here too. Um, I've always felt that, like there is an importance of, of bringing those people up into the light because, because they play such a big role in how our society looks today. Um, and our inventions, and there are things that we don't even know was invented or uh, by African Americans or Black people. And so I think it's just important to recognize those people in history that we've had we have looked over because we have so much to learn from them too. Awesome. Um, it, it it reminds me of a of a saying that uh, um, I saw um, come from the NAACP website. Mm -hmm. um, which is uh, Black history is world history. <laughs> yes, amen to that. Um, uh, my next question is um, about the events of this past year um, with, with the protests that went on surrounding Black Lives Matter across the country. Do you think that that has affected um, or changed your view on the significance of Black History Month this year? Um, definitely, I think that I am even more um, prepared to, um, to educate, I would say. Uh, and I think just as a general, like people are more, are more aware of the, of this month and aware of the history and what has gone wrong in history and how we teach history. And so I am personally more prepared to, to answer questions. I, I feel like, but also I have learned even through the Black Lives Matter movement and the protesting that was going on uh, last year and even years before that, but it was just like a big blue boom uh, last year. I have learned myself about different um, people and topics and just things that I wasn't aware of as a black person in society and in the US. So I have grown, but also I feel like um, I have yet to, to teach people too about my experience. And so, yeah. Awesome. Um, and, and my last question is just, um, what do you have, uh, do you have any advice um, for people who are wanting to celebrate or commemorate Black History Month this year? Ways that they can do that um, since many of the events that we usually see um, going on during this month are have been canceled due to the pandemic. Oh, there's so much you can do. Um, definitely support like small black businesses. And in Utah, for example, there's a ton around us that we don't really know about. Um, read books, books about and educate yourself through the internet. Um, there are visual gatherings online and um, and just like educational videos online. And so there's so much you can do and even um, talk to your peers that are African-Americans or black and, and ask, ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions and ask if it's appropriate to ask questions and if they're willing to answer because some people are exhausted. I was exhausted last year and I still am, um, but I'm willing to answer questions, but it's it just how it is um, asked. So ask your black peers around you and see if they're willing to have a conversation with you and be open-minded, open to learn and not to, um, not to argue or not to, just be open, open, come with an open mind and an open heart and you will learn so much. Awesome. So that's, that's what I would say. Awesome. 
Well, thank you so much for joining us, Carmen. It's been very, very good to talk to you. Thank you so much. This weekend, thousands of fans come together to watch the ultimate football showdown as the Super Bowl kicks off this Sunday in Tampa, Florida. Buccaneers coach Bruce Arians speaks about the value of a home field advantage. It's really, really amazing to just be in our facility, be in our locker room, on the practice field, same drive to work every single day. And uh, being able to stay in that routine has been critical um, because normally you're jumping on a plane or you're, you're either at another team's facility or at a college facility and getting accustomed to that the first few days, different meeting rooms. So that, that's, that's been huge for us. Chiefs coach Andy Reid talks about the team cooperation that brought them to their back-to-back -back Super Bowls. Try to have fun with it the best we can, and everybody contributes. I've got uh, some really good coaches, assistant coaches. I, you guys know that. I've got players that have chipped in on plays, and um, they, they, just, they have a blast with it. And so I've always encouraged that um, uh, throughout my career, and I, I don't want to stop because I'm old, you, you know, it, want to keep that going, try to do it a little bit better. And so that's what we do. But this year has come with its challenges due to COVID. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell discusses this. The teams working together with medical experts that were specializing in infectious disease and, and really could give us insight, um, as well as the staff that just did an incredible job of adjusting at every stage. Um, Sure, those periods of times when, you, when you're not sure and you can't get a handle, um, particularly, you know, it started in Tennessee where we weren't sure how to control this, what was causing this. Um, those were some anxious days. There's no question about it. Um, but we believed in our medical experts. We believed in the protocols. Um, we were able to get that under control, and we have learned a lot from that. But no matter how you are celebrating this weekend, whether by cooking your favorite game time snacks, watching the game, or just keeping up with the score, the CDC wants you to do it safely. This Sunday, remember, whichever team you're rooting for and whichever commercial is your favorite, please watch the Super Bowl safely, gathering only virtually or with the people you live with. The CDC recently posted guidance on how to safely enjoy the game. So, no matter who you're rooting for, be sure to have a wonderful Super Bowl weekend. Well, that's all for today's episode of the Newsline Review. Thanks for listening, and thank you to Representative Winder, Bon Lee, and Carmen Codia for joining me today. Join us again next week when we talk about Trump's trial in the Senate, more news on the Utah legislature, and Provo's newest innovation in finding love. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you can listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode. This is Daniel Anderson with the Newsline Review. Have a wonderful weekend.